0: Hi everyone, this is the fifth episode of the Pedal Podcast, and this week is special because I had the honor to speak to Hernan August. Here's a short bio of who he really is. Hernan August has been one of the most well-known faces around the pedal courts for decades now. He's originally from Buenos Aires in Argentina, and actually he has been world number one in paddle for four consecutive years, has been playing competitively for 22 years and won literally everything to be won in paddle. As a previous professional tennis player, it has been a fairly seamless transition for him to get into professional paddle. After hanging up his racket, he became international director of development for the World Paddle Tour. The growth could be seen from Mars, and when he knew that the WPT is in safe hands, he went on to become chief pedal officer of the LADAP group. A few countries where they operate, Sweden, Norway, Finland, Denmark, Poland, Austria, Spain, the UK, Germany, and the UAE. With more than 130 pedal clubs, they provide e-commerce, a booking platform, a pedal court manufacturer service, and operate as an organizer of pedal events. As chief pedal officer of LADAP, Hernan and the team are striving to make pedal available for everyone to expand the sport by providing infrastructure and inspiration for all types of pedal players. Please do have a listen, let us know how you liked it, and I hope you will enjoy it. Hi everyone! This is the fifth episode of The Pedal Podcast, and it's an absolute honor and unbelievable to have none other than Hernan August on the show, a former world number one. But I will, as you've seen it before and heard it before, um, I will uh, make an introduction before we start speaking. But I've got Hernan here, and it's just a pleasure. Thank you very much for accepting my invite.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure for me also.
0: So... um, I, I sent you a few questions and I'll, I'll try to stick to them because obviously I don't, don't really want to uh, get into sticky situations, but uh, there's so much to talk about. First of all, um, I mean, I'll, I'll just start off because usually my first question was always like, how did you get into pedal? So mm-hmm. I would really like to to
1: ask yeah. one, of the, one of the gods of the sport, like, how did you get into pedal? Well, I mean, I was a tennis player since I was four years old. I was uh, I was born in Buenos Aires in Argentina. So I went to an English school and an English uh, club. So as you might know, our our sports in, in the school and in the club was tennis, rugby and hockey, you know grass hockey. So my family took me to this uh, to this club, so I started playing the sports over there. and then finally I started only playing tennis. And I played tennis in a high level until I was 20 years old. Uh, I was playing uh, juniors and ATP, and then I, I went back home to Argentina to, to go to university. And when I was there in Argentina, I went uh, for for summer holidays to Uruguay, Uruguay, Punta del Este is a place in Uruguay. So then I w- when I was there in Uruguay, in Punta del Este, I met um, a friend of mine that was a tennis player as well, and he was already playing Padel, that is, Robbie Gatiker. Robbie was one of the best players in the world in the 90s. And he invited me to play paddle. I was on, just walking on the beach, and he invited me to play paddle. I said, what is paddle? I didn't know what, what paddle was. So, well, I mean, you, do you have any clothes, sport clothes? Okay, just bring your clothes, and we play paddle with some friends. That was my first time, and this was in January of 1991. First time I was connected with paddle. And I can tell you, I, I love it from the first time. I love it. I really love it for the first time. Uh, in that time, of course, we play in different different ways than now. You know, we play with wood rackets in all the courts, where a concrete courts was much different. But uh, in a way, it was was similar because it was a speedy sport. You know, you play... But, but I mean, that was my first time I, I took my first racket of paddle. It was in January of 1991.
0: Most of the guys who I spoke to so far has been connected to pedal, uh for just a few years or not even myself. I started uh, just half a year ago and I absolutely know what you're talking about because it's a lot easier for me to play, but to, and I'm a tennis player as well. So I have to say that, you know, I wasn't as high level as, as you were, but I, I have won my fair share in tennis as well. And, and when the uh, pedal was introduced to me, I was absolutely straight away as i i spoke to uh barry coffee uh just a few days ago he's uh he's a really good senior player and and he said that he's an unashamed uh addict of the sport and i and i love that that whole uh, sentence as well because we are all addicts of this sport now because that's absolutely lovely so what was um so how was how was your playing career so what
1: was your best result how did you um how did you do in pedal when I went back from holidays there, I started, you know, uh, playing paddle every day. I went where the best players were training. So I, I, I stayed all day just waiting for someone to call me to play, you know. So I, I was just learning from the best players. And uh, it was, I mean, I was lucky because I was I was in the best players really quickly. In the first year, I was already in the top four best couples. So it was really, really quick. I was lucky because I have a good, a good partner in that time because I was just beginning. So that made me the possibility of playing the main, the main draw directly. That in, in those times, Argentina was really big, the tour. was in the beginning of the 90s, was super big. So I played, my career for, for, was for 22 years. Uh, I was uh, During those 22 years, I was always in the best four couples of the world. And uh, I was number one for four years in a row. That was from ninety seven to two thousand. So then I was number two, number three. So I mean, I play World Cups from Argentina. We won. The, I won a few World Cups for Argentina. Also, when we play with the with the pairs, with your pair, you know, the World Cup as well. In that time, there was two different competitions. So well, I mean, I got a lot of titles in paddle. So I think I have a good career. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we could just say that easily that you had a great career.
0: How how different was the gear? Did you actually play with tennis balls, or they were pretty similar, or maybe a little bit less? So so how how was how was the um the whole equipment market uh, back at your time when you were playing competitively?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, this this was this was born in 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 Mexico in Acapulco, as you know, and then there were two two guys that took him from Argentina. One guy that was having summer holidays in that house and one guy took it to Spain okay so it was it was three places that was paddle I mean Argentina and Spain was the two places that were really growing faster than than Mexico in that time okay but Argentina took the lead you know in that in the 90s took the lead finishing the, the 80s and starting the 90s took the lead of paddle so I think that Argentina was the, the one that was creating, you know, the paddle rackets, the balls, the equipment, even the first glass court was there in Argentina. Of course, the evolution of the sport is natural. I mean, changed a lot of things, right? But if you ask me that, I mean, that is, there is no big difference in, in in the way that we play. Of course, we, we start playing with wood rackets. You know, now if you ask the players... They don't play with more than 375, uh, you know, grams of of a racket. In those times, we play with 450, 470. And 70. I play for 490. I mean, we play in concrete. There was another rule of how you play. So we have, we have, we, of course, we play with tennis balls in that time. But just naturally and very quickly, there was paddle balls, you know, because the big brands in Argentina they they start, you know, producing paddle rackets and all that very fast from the 90s there was already already all the equipment from paddle in Argentina in the same in Spain you know but the, the leading was Argentina in that time and there was the one that created the first uh, paddle glass court in the 90s
0: so what you 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 say that it was the paddle glass so what was behind you when you started playing so if not glass was it just concrete in the back concrete yeah concrete okay. on the back Concrete wow, that, that must have, like, the bounce was crazy, wasn't it? So I guess it was a lot easier to, to hit it out?
1: No, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, if you play with wood rackets, you were playing with wood rackets. So it's not the same as now, you know, the, the power of the racket was not the same. Even with, with, we brought back the ball in that time as well. I mean, I remember it was in 1992 when it starts the first racket that was uh, rubber, you know, for us it was like wow how are we going to play with this you know it's like no no this is a big change Uh, so i remember that i was one of the last of changing from wood to to that and even in the middle there was a brand that was called topper in argentina it was very famous that they made a racket between between both you know rubber and wood so the change was not so hard for us uh, but that took only one one year, and after one year, all the players we were playing all with the new rackets.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, Topper. I just remember that Topper uh, used to endorse uh, Nalbandian. I think he he used to play in in uh, yeah. by Topper. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm fairly brand aware. So when you say Topper, <laughs> I've heard of them, and I remember their logo and everything. I think they they're still. Um, um, I actually, I think they they still endorse or sorry sponsor a few guys in Argentina, but I might be wrong,
1: but I'm pretty no, sure. No, do no, no, for sure they For sure they do. For sure they do. Okay, so and also
0: and and I don't really want to ponder about the past because I know that the 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 present and the future is really bright because we will talk about it why, but but one more one more interesting fact and and um and what I would really like to to know is that what were the first brands who actually brought out records? So what was what was Because now, obviously, we're talking about Babola and Adidas and, 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 you know, Bull Paddle and, and, and all these guys. But what were the the, few, the first few brands which, which brought, uh, brought out these new
1: rackets? Well, the first one was called Sane. Sane was the first rubber racket. It was created in Argentina. So that was the first rubber racket I remember. And then there was a lot of all the other brands that started doing the same. You know, it was uh, Sola Belgique, uh, Coast... Uh, top fours. I mean, there was a lot of brands in, in the beginning of the of the 90s in Argentina. So, but the first one I saw was uh, was this co- this name was Sane. That is a brand that still still is on the market. So it's not a, it's not a big, big company in the market right now, but uh, it's always there. And it was the first one to build uh, the, the rackets in that time. Yes. Um, and when did you
0: feel that this is um, this is a sport which will really pick up? Because obviously when you were playing it, you knew that, uh, yeah, that, that was your sport and you were going to World Cups, but that was only based with the Spanish-speaking countries or communities, wasn't it? So when did you feel yeah. that this is it, this is where we are actually going now?
1: Well, I mean, w- when I was in the first World Cup in 1992 in La Moraleja in Spain, I can tell you there was a lot of countries. Even Australia was there. Was U.S. I mean France, uh, Spain. The, there was another another from from Europe, and a lot of South America was Uruguay, Paraguay, uh, Chile. You know Brazil, Argentina, Mexico and North America. Year year per year, you were you were seeing that there was no big evolution from other countries in the world. No, I start feeling that when i was uh, the international manager of the world Pala tour i was working there for seven years i was really connected in my job of doing that because i was trying to get the tour aboard you know from from just outside from spain so i was really working in that and when i was uh when, when they when in world Pala tour they told me to start working in this i told them that in 10 years we should have at least 15 tournaments outside from spain that was in 2000 when i started working there was in 2004 and then, uh, no, it was 2000, sorry, 14, 2014. So for me, it was 10 years until 2024 that we can make it, you know, much faster. Uh, so I think that maybe in 2017, 18, I started that feeling that, that the, the, the sport was really going to, to work all over the world and uh one and right now you can see now is this reality i think this is not going to just nobody will stop this this is a this is sport that will be all over the world and in the next in the next five years ne- next five ten years this will be all over the world for sure
0: yeah we we touched it with uh, Barry um a few days ago in the in the previous podcast as well because i asked him about the um when 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 he thinks that it will be an olympic sport and it's it has to happen really soon i believe because it's such a at the moment it's 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 uh, it's absolutely picking up so i'm i'm based in bristol and and it's just um, an unbelievable scene in the uk where you can you can actually see how how it is evolving and and all of a sudden just from four courts you can see that there's going to be i think if if the number is right 31 indoor courts and uh, and i know that ladap um, who, who you're a, a big part with, and, and uh, Mehor Set, if I'm pronouncing it well, or Mejor, yeah. I'm not 100% sure on how to pronounce yeah. it well. Um, and and it has been a really interesting one that, you know, when, when as a tennis player, I walk into a, a pedal center, I don't really see how different it can play. And now that I I actually played in Weir Pedal, uh, which was amazing. Which was a great experience, and I know that Ladap is actually uh, uh, built those courts, and they are sponsoring that court. and uh, And can you please tell us a bit more about how different it is? How how different is Mejor
1: Set compared to all the other courts? Well, even even we are paddle is our club as well. So from from Ladap, that's a, that's a, 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 our brand there in the UK. We have that club. We have another club in Derby. I mean. Mejor Set is, is one of the biggest companies, manufacturer companies in the world, is one of the most famous. I think, you know, as a, as a prof, ex-professional player, and also when I was working in, in, in the World Padlet Tour, because they were the official core for, for some years, and now, since 2020, the official core of the International Padlet Federation. What I can tell you from Mejorset is the first and most important thing is about the quality. Uh, I think that Mejorset is the is the most and the mo- is the biggest and the most quality company in the world. Uh, one of the most important things for for Mejorset is not selling thousands and thousands of courts. You know, the most important thing is that they are taking care of the quality of the courts, the experience of the people that they're going they go and play in Mejor set court. That's the most important thing. You know, we love the people to say, "Oh, these courts are really nice." the quality of these courts are really good you know so i mean mejor set was the, the the company that create the first full panoramic court so now there's a lot of other companies that they have the, the full panoramic but the one that created and the other one went after that went after us is is mejor set you know so also what, what is very important for us is is the service you know we want to have a good service to to our clients uh, we follow them until the end. You know, we don't we don't leave them alone just because if there's any problem, we'll still be there. So for for us, the main is to be really quality courts, good service, and and you know and and professionalism. I mean, we are we taking care of those three things that for us is super important as a company because we want to work in a long term. And always when you do this you know the clients will, will call you and and the clients will be very happy so so well i'm happy you too that you can enjoy the, the courts over there in 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 derby and sorry in bristol and i hope that uh, that bristol will become one of the biggest places in 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 uk right now i mean i heard the same as you that there's a lot of new clubs coming in in, in bristol so that that is good news you know that's good news that the people there will start playing more and more on paddle there in Bristol and maybe in other, in other big cities in UK as well.
0: So for me, it is great for the moment to, to be in this um, in this boom of, of, of uh, paddle in, in Bristol, because uh, what I can say is that I, I've been playing uh, in locklee's because that was the, the only place where we had the paddle for all and they had four courts. And, uh, and now I had the opportunity to play in Weir Paddle, and now I had the opportunity to actually play in Surge as well, so it's it's quite nice. And Rocket Paddle is opening with uh, fourteen indoor courts, if I'm not mistaken, and they're mm-hmm. obviously a massive. Uh, I I just walked past it today because I work really close to that that yeah. um, warehouse where they are opening it up, and it's just absolutely massive. So it was quite great to see. But let me just just go back for for um, just one quick question um, with. World pedal tour because I um I've just read it somewhere and I actually heard about it. And um and Ben, who um, who's who's the founder and owner of uh, um Ben Nichols, the uh, pedal 22, he was pondering that idea and and I think it's a it, it's a pretty interesting one. When do you think world uh, pedal tour will open? Uh, its gates to to uh, actually communicate in English a bit more because I think that is a really really important bit because at the moment all the uh, I I was just looking at it and and I was watching it actually yesterday the uh, uh, Chile finals Um, and um, and they're all in Spanish which I don't mind look it's it's lovely as well because it's a really really uh, temperamental lovely language
1: but no but it's in English as well eh? you mean that the streaming yes no you can find it in english of course i mean oh, they have interesting
0: in interesting so yeah, yeah there might have been so basically have, the, but the whole communication and english. what i've seen in, you have sorry. two
1: different chat you have two different channels you can see it in english the same as premier premier you can you can watch the tour- the matches in in spanish and in english as well
0: okay okay then it was my fault so yeah but but the the basic communication is still and and when you see all the all the biggest names like you know I can just go on and on like Lebron and and um, and Galan and 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 Tapia and and all those guys, they all communicate in most of them, not Galan, because he actually communicates bilingual. And Lebron is uh, is trying to do the same thing. But when so I think it it really needs that push for them to learn English and to, to be more international.
1: And and um, it's just my take because because no, you know what that that is that is that that will come soon because uh, you have to understand that at the beginning, the sport was only in, in you know, the tour was only in Spain and uh, Argentina or, or Latin, you know, language. It's the same as in tennis you know most of the people they start learning the language and and you know and doing better and better if they didn't have the opportunity to do it when they were young because they didn't have the opportunity to have to go to an english school you know then on the tour in tennis then then if you if you go all over the world then you have to learn it you know there's no way you, you can learn it uh, you can see a lot of tennis players that they start speaking english when they were just players you know not the one when they were young uh, and more more and more in South America you know and in Spain that you know the English right now is you have more English now at school but that was not before but I think that right now this is going to change in the next years why because the tour is is, is really getting globally you know if you see World the Tour premier all all this is getting globally so now you will have from twenty five tournaments you will have at least I don't know or thirty or thirty five tournaments you will have 70 or 80 percent of the tournaments outside from spain that will make the players start talking more and more english so i mean in the next years for sure most of the players they will they will you can interview them in english i mean i think there will not be any problem but that will right. take time it's great, time okay
0: i mean I'm, I'm i'm just really happy uh, that you see it that way because obviously as as i am just uh, starting to pick this whole thing up all I see, and that's just my own experience, is where, when I when I look at the the social media sites, I am following them, but I don't have a clue what they're saying. So it's it's quite funny. Like Manu Martin, for example, he has a great channel on on where he's showing how to to hit the different shots and what to do, and he's just only communicating in Spanish. And I'm like, yeah, great. I don't know what you're saying, mate, but it's great. Yeah. So- yeah.
1: Well, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I understand what what you mean, but well that's that's the possibility for another people to do it in English you know the, you know now you can see Sandy that I know him yeah, a lot Absolutely. absolutely. Um, I mean that's opportunity for for new people to come in I mean the one that they cannot do it they will they will have you know this you know followers only from one place of the world and maybe then then there's another people I mean of course it's not easy one one thing is is to talk you know like we are doing right now uh, or even an interview but then to teach and everything you have to really learn how to do it you know i don't know how man if manu he can do it or not but for sure even coaches will, will start doing that because as i told you before when this goes globally and, and the tour is going you know to many countries i mean the players for sure and the coaches will start uh, talking english all of them I'm really happy that you
0: say that, and 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 I think it's uh, it, it has to happen. And I'm and I'm really happy that that you are actually um, just basically making me feel welcome with this idea as well. So that's 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 unbelievable. Okay, let's talk about Ladap and uh, and what your position is, um, which is chief battle officer. So please tell me
1: what is uh, chief battle officer actually doing?
0: It's a new name.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a new name, you know. Uh, uh, well. I came to work to let up in the just middle of uh, 2021, you know, I was working for seven years in the World Paddle Tour in that time. Uh, well, they, they, they got in contact with me for this new project, you know, that was uh, trying to be one of the biggest companies of paddling in the world. And uh, well, finally I took the decision to move to, to let up and we start working. So in the beginning, uh, I mean, I was the one that was connecting them to the world of paddle, you know, because I've been here so many years. I was connecting them to, to, you know, to to see what we can do, what kind of business we can do around our new company. And once we start working with that, then finally the chief paddle officer is because, I mean, in the company, I'm one of the the guys that has uh, more years in, in the sport, you know, as a professional, you know, also working from the other side, you know, uh, so that I mean, and right now what I do in Ledap, we, in all the companies that we have, because we have e-commerce, we have digital, we have tournaments, we have clubs, we have manufacturers. I'm really involved in the in mejor set paddle courts. You know, I'm doing the expansion worldwide of the company. I'm working a lot in that around the world. I'm also helping them in improving the the courts. You know, from my professional uh, you know side also in this in the sport part of the company you know helping them how to build better the tournaments helping them how to build uh, the sport department of of all our 100 more than 150 160 clubs that we have uh, you know so that is the the two or three main things that i'm doing in 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 LEDAP, you know is the sport club sports uh, tournaments and a said, set uh, expansion to, uh, worldwide and of course in improving how to build better courts better quality better experience for for the clients and from the from the from the owners of the clubs that they want to build clubs
0: yeah it's it's really in- interesting so you uh, as i as i would put it um you are like uh, an internal advisor. So basically, you know everything and and everyone can come to you and ask questions and you will just know the answer.
1: (laughs) Well, um, no, no, it's not like, I don't know. I I don't know everything for sure. I don't know everything. What I know is that I can, I can, you know, I can be wrong or right, but um, I can get to, to, to what you need, you know, at least I'm, I will try to get what you, what you need, or I will try to improve what we have. And I will try to connect, to anyone that I know in the, in the world of paddle, you know, I have been so many years that uh, at least I have a good relation with everybody, and also I work a lot, you know, outside from the court. When I was not more a player, I'm well connected worldwide, so that's why I'm working also in in the expansion of our mejor set uh, manufacturer.
0: What I can say is that they're really lucky that they have you. Um, what so two things. Um, I just didn't know which one should come after the other one, but, but are you still active? Are you still, I I know that you're obviously not actively um, competing, but are you still playing? Can, can you put down a a pedal bat ever?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I would like to play. I mean, I will tell you the truth. I would like to play more what I do. Okay. I would love to play more what I do. I have the experience right now that I didn't, I didn't have it when I was a player, because I have to tell you that when I was a professional player, You know, I I, I was always trying to be prepared as much as I can. You know, I never have any problem that I was feeling tired or my legs were not moving well. I was more than three, four hours, uh, you know, training every day. So for for me to be fit was really, really, really important to play. So now the experience is just the opposite. You know, (laughs) when I go and play, I said, oh, I'm not so fit. So what I have to do right now, I'm 52. I'm turning 53 this year. I'm going to take these two or three months to try to be, to to work harder in you know preparing my 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 body in the gym. So I can go back and play a little bit more because I'm playing maybe three or four times a month, but I would like to play at least one time a week. Oh, so sorry, two times a week, you know, just to play a little bit more. Uh, but you need to train. If you don't train, then your body hurts a lot so so no that is true i mean it's true it's, it's true. true i mean you think no no this is easy no 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 you have to train if you train then then it's better i try to to play at least as like i told you four times a month but now i will try to double that if i can do it okay
0: good good i like i like the sound of that what i wanted to ask about again two things when you were a professional, obviously you lived from pedal right so there was enough money within pedal back in the 90s early 2000s to actually not do any sort of side hassle you were living as a professional pedal player
1: i mean yes in the 90s in argentina there were there was a big tour and there was a big sponsors Uh, of course you have to be in the top ranking i mean that that's for sure then when i came to live to spain in 2000 uh, the same. I was in the top ranking, so I, I got good sponsors. You know, the time changes, and now the the the, the money is much, much, much bigger than it was in my time. But in my time, I, I mean, we could we could live uh, only being a professional player. But again, there were a few players that could do that. Now I think the possibility is much bigger than it was before. And uh, the, the players, of course, they are earning much more because, I mean, the improvement of the sport, you know, the I mean, there's a lot of more countries playing, the brands, they sell much more rackets, the course, everything just get higher and higher. And that's why the players are, in, you know, getting sponsors, um, better salaries, everything, you know. That's that's good. And, and that's, that's what... I'm, we're and I'm happy for that. I'm happy for that. And I'm happy that the sport I, I just... I just I was born when this sport was born. I mean, I was not born me, but I, I was just playing the when this was when this sport was born. I'm happy that now I can see the sport with this uh, with this amount of prize money, with this amount of contract for the players. I think it's, it's really positive because this would bring more and more players to the tour, and uh, so I'm I'm happy for that. Do you still have a sponsor in terms of rackets, or what what do you use? No, I mean, I use, uh, right now, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a, an English uh, company that is Schlesinger here that, you know, uh, but because I know, I know them, but I mean, just, uh, I play with, with uh, I don't have any, any, any contract with brands right now. I mean, I'm, I'm working for, for, for and, uh, and that's uh, what I'm doing right now. I'm focusing that.
0: And obviously, you don't want to uh, play the senior tour or anything like that. You don't You, you don't have, or or maybe, maybe a you few know, tournaments. Yeah
1: maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, but again, I mean, I have to be focused in training a little bit more. There was a lot of work, a lot of work in the last years. I mean, still, I mean, and I and will be a lot of work. But now I think that if I prepare better my day, I can have time at least to train a little bit, you know, one hour, an hour and a half. Uh, a, Maybe three or four times a week, and then I will feel prepared to 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 compete. If not, I will not do it. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: okay, so what what are the the short and long term plans of of ladap? so where where do you see the brand and pedal in general in five, 10 years? where what What's next for pedal?
1: I mean, I, I think I, I seal it up all over the world. I can tell you that. I think that uh, our brand, We Are Paddle, uh, I see we are paddling all over the world. I think that we are going to be, uh, I don't like to say that we are going to be the, the best and the, and the biggest because that's not the way I, I like to do it, but we are going to be there in the top companies of, of the world of paddle. We already are there, uh, but I think that we will improve a lot in the next five years. And I see it led up as one of the biggest uh, companies in the world of paddle. you know, Regarding clubs, uh, courts, uh, e-commerce, uh, booking system, tournaments—you know—I think that we 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 will we will grow a lot in the next five years. We and another companies, of course, and that's good. That's good. Yeah, no. Uh,
0: what I was always saying as well, and and that's how I felt, and and that is um, that is why I I really feel welcome in the world of pedal is that everyone is is working towards the same goal so i i obviously appreciate that ladap is one of the if not the biggest and and but you don't mind that there's going to be rocket pedal you don't mind that there's going to be surge because there's more chords there's more more people playing what it means is that more people will pick pick up a, a pedal racket and they will go to your court as well i'm talking about we are pedal at the moment and and that is that is a really, really nice thing to see that everyone is working towards the same goal. And that's that's how I feel about paddle in general.
1: Well, uh, I mean, for me it's very important to work for paddle because this is this is my sport. You know, I'm I'm so happy when I see what what's what's really going. And I mean, and when I work in for World Paddle too, doing the, the international expansion. In, in, in a way, I was helping the market to grow as well, you know, I was helping a lot of people to, to grow because I was the one in charge to take the tour outside and make it bigger, bigger and bigger. So so I'm happy about, uh, and, and from my side from LEDAP, I'm, we are happy also in LEDAP that uh, this is growing and there's a lot of people that they can uh, work in the market for sure. When can we have you in the UK? When are you traveling here? I mean, uh, soon. I think I will be in, in in April. In April, I think I will be in the UK or May, but April or May, I will be there. I would like to go to to Bristol soon, uh, and then we have another places that we will open over there. Then uh, we are working a lot uh, there with new clients and new place, new people that they want to to buy our course in in UK. So, for sure, in April, I will be there around. I had to, to visit a few places over there after, I think, next week, not, but the week after, I think I would be in the UK. I'm not so sure. I have to check. Okay. I, will, I will I will hope to, to catch up uh, face-to-face as
0: well while you're in Bristol. But in, this, in Bristol,
1: for sure. For sure, I will be there
0: cool um what what is and and what do you think what which which country is making the biggest waves i mean obviously i know about uh, the the expansion what happened in sweden which might have been a little bit too quick quick for its own good but which which other country is is um if you can point it out which other country is making the biggest waves in in
1: pedal at the moment well, I mean, of course, Spain. We know everybody. What is Spain is in this sport? And and you go, you go, for example, today to any club here in Madrid after 6 p.m. There's no court. You can't find any court. So Spain is really, really big. You know, it's the biggest country. Uh, and also, Argentina has a booming in in the last year and a half or two years. But if you ask me for 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 right now, you know, from our from my side. For example, Denmark is really doing really well, very, very well. Denmark, Norway, and and Finland the same. We, as you said, there, there, was, there was maybe Sweden was too, too fast and too many, and now we you know has to consolidate. You know, we have a receiving a lot of petitions from France as well. France is, is is going to grow a lot. Italy is a country that was growing, growing really fast. And, and really good in the last two years as well but my feeling is that the next two countries in Europe that will come really really fast not fast but they will grow in the next five years will be Germany and UK of course France is now getting the next step okay of course is you know growing much than UK and and, and Germany uh, but if you make if you tell me a ranking, I mean, I will put uh, Spain up here. Then in Europe would be Italy, Sweden, then the Nordic countries, and then France is getting there right now, really, really good. And then UK and Germany would be the the, the new two countries, really, that are going to get really big. Portugal, of course, is from a lot of years. Yeah, they, they, they are there from from long years. You know, it was the second country after Spain to to make more courts. But if we, t- if you are asking for new countries, I would say uh, Germany and UK.
0: Um, as I'm Hungarian, I hope I, I, I really hope that Hungary will pick it up as well. But <laughs> of course, of course
1: they would do. No, of course. I mean the other, the other day we have a, we have a, we have a meeting with the Lithuania. Then we have a meeting with the Slovenia, Czech Republic. Uh, there was a lot of, there's a lot of countries that uh, in the east part of Europe that they will start growing as well.
0: What would, what, it, it's, it's a funny one, because obviously I, I want to ask about your previous life and what you would do maybe different now, or what you would do if you would st- still be in the World Pedal, pedal Tour or Premier. Sorry, Premier, that's the one, yeah. uh, Premier Pedal. So what would you do differently uh, to make it even quicker? Or is it is it quick enough How how Pedal is growing at the moment?
1: For me, for me, it's okay, yeah. I have to tell you that uh, they're doing a great, great job. <laughs> That's what I can tell you. I'm really, no, no, I'm really, I'm really happy. Uh, International Palace Federation, the, the tours, I mean, everybody's doing a great work. I think that um, if, if you ask me and if you ask the players, all of them should be really happy because this in the last two years really made a, a big, big change, you know, what we should do, all of the people that we are involved in Padel is to try to, to go together, you know, to try to make things uh, work, you know, in a professional way. Uh, of course, there will always be, you know, we can think difference, you know, always, you know. But uh, I think that is a good opportunity for all of us that we are involved in this in, in Padel and me that I'm really involved from so many years is to To grow the sport worldwide, I think US is a good place to to go in the near future US is is a big market where where, I mean huge market where. Where we can make the sport grow and uh, and for sure the dream of all of us that we have been for so many years in this sport is to come is to become an Olympic sport, and I think it will happen. I cannot tell you when because i'm not involved in that that is that is more about. The International paddle Federation, uh, and but but it will come sooner or later. It will come. I mean, I, I know that they have to follow. There's some rules that you have to, you know, get to, to be an Olympic sport. But uh, should come, should come. I don't know when, but 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 it will come.
0: Uh, last two questions because I'm, I'm obviously I, I appreciate that you had a really really long day and I do and I do thank you for for actually doing this whole thing and I and 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 it's just still an honor so thank you very much for that. Where is Mejor
1: made? Our our factory is in Alicante, in Cribillente. The the, the 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 town is called Cribillente, and it's in Alicante. So we have our our factory over there. And from there we deliver the course to all the world.
0: Okay, brilliant, brilliant.
1: And um,
0: because I know that LADAP is involved or has the rights or running the show with the Swedish Paddle Open. So uh, where is that place? What is it part of? Can you please tell us a bit more about that?
1: Well, we have um, Swedish I mean, of course, LADAP is, is part owner of Swedish Paddle Open. Swedish Padel Open is a is a company that uh, was built by two entrepreneurs from 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 Sweden. That's uh, Urban Johansson and, and Niklas Persson. Uh, they they have a tournament. The first time they have the tournament was in the Bostad in the year two thousand eighteen. They moved the tournament to Malmo. You know because of the weather was really you know difficult to. To make it in Boston because uh, it's a place that could rain during summer. We were we were very lucky that it didn't happen. They they start doing uh, Stockholm uh, is in the second city that we have a tournament is Stockholm Open, uh, but we are not going to do it this year because uh, regarding the, there's a problem location for for those weeks that we have in the calendar. So we are going to do Malmo in November. I mean I can tell you because Malmo is the is this is going to be the third edition that we do Malmo. It's a beautiful stadium, amazing stadium. Big quality of, of places. I mean, it's, it's really nice, the tournament over there. Uh, I think the players, they really like it, the, the two years that we were over there. And it uh, was around uh, six, 7,000 people watching. So I think that uh, if we do a good work this year, we will try to get there to 10,000 people. For me, it's one of the most beautiful tournaments indoor that they are right now in 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 the tour.
0: Unbelievable! I mean, I will um, I will actually go this week to uh, there's going to be a British Tour um, event in uh, in London, and I'm and I'm going to cover uh, some parts of it. Uh, I cannot really say much much more about it because I was just invited today. Uh, but, Hernan, I I cannot thank you enough seriously for for coming on the pod. Uh, I'm still in the beginning of my road and, and to have you on has been an absolute pleasure and I am really hoping that I can see you in two weeks. I really do hope so.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if, whenever I, I'm going to UK, I will let you know because for sure I will go to Bristol. So, so I will let you know so we can meet in person. For me, it's a pleasure as well. Congratulations. Uh, you know, we need people that really are involved and they love the, and they have the passion like you have for, for starting doing this. And what, what only makes this is to make the sport grow and make the people know the sport. And that's very important, you know. I thank you, as, you know, in <laughs> the same way. It is
0: an effort which has to be a concentrated one, and, and, I'm, and I'm really happy that it's happening. Last question, because I'm really interested.
1: Are you still playing some tennis? Mm, the last time I played tennis was last year, and I get injured, so I stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play tennis then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love it. I love tennis. I mean, and and this is very important also because I was a tennis player and the beginning in Argentina, there were some fights between the sport. We are friends, you know, tennis and paddle, you know, all these racket sports, they have to be friends. There's no competitions. There are different sports. I mean, even the club I go here is a David Lloyd club. It's a, in Aravaca. I mean, my friends, they play tennis one day, paddle the other day. It's a club of tennis, paddle. So, I mean, we are friends. I mean, there's no fight between the sports. And that's very important to tell the people to know because sometimes there's some like, oh, no, here's tennis. There's no paddle. No, I mean, we can play together and there's no problem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I play tonight some tennis and on Wednesday I'm going to play some pedal. Hernando, a pleasure.
1: Thank you very pleasure. much. Thank you very much for you. Bye bye.